Welcome to the Expert Speak Podcast with Michael DeLon. Each episode features a leading expert who shares helpful insights, practical tips, and memorable stories that will inspire you, educate you, and help you enjoy more success, freedom, and purpose in your life. For the next few minutes, enjoy listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. And welcome to another episode of Experts Speak. I'm Michael DeLon, and today I'm talking with Vanessa Brewers. And well, Vanessa, first of all, thank you for spending some time with me today. Yeah, thank you. It is um, it is going to be a really fun conversation because Vanessa um, is going to help us understand how to really close the gap between who we want to be and who we're really showing up as. And I don't know if you've ever dealt with that, but I know I have. And Vanessa's an expert at helping business owners, entrepreneurs really close that gap. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about. Vanessa, tell me, how in the world did you get to doing what you do today? Hmm. You know, I have always been very ambitious, very driven, hardworking to a detriment. I think a lot of entrepreneurs understand what that means. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have high school track records as a sprinter. I graduated with a master's and bachelor's degree in four years combined. Wow. I was working in the C-suite of a huge corporation at 25. I mean, and just working hard, you know, I'm smart, but I worked my butt off mm-hmm. and it was all coming from this place of really intense drive and really intense ambition. But if I looked a little closer, it was also coming from deeply being unsatisfied, Mm. totally restless. You know, I backpacked for two and a half years in my twenties. I just like lived nomadically and the best parts of my trip was planning the next one. And then I'd arrive and I'd be thinking about the next one. You know, it was that, I think especially entrepreneurs can relate to this. The next goal, the next win, the next client, the next revenue target, then, you know, this chasing. Yep. I was on an endless and exhausting chase, but to everybody else, I looked successful and impressive and brave and courageous, but I was, I mean, I was dying. I was so lonely. I was deeply unhappy. And I kept thinking that the next thing would be the thing that changed it, which was great. It drove me to, you know, building a six figure coaching practice in just a couple of years and then multiple six figure coaching practice. And I'm a good person. I'm an inspiring person. I wanted to help people. And so I got into the coaching profession out of kind of curiosity. Mm-hmm. A corporate was sort of feeling like at some point I was going to get fired because I didn't really like it. You know, I was pulling it off for now, but I was curious about coaching. And I started as a health coach and I went into health coaching and it just by, by really luck, divine intervention, maybe I ended up in a health coaching Institute called the health coaching Institute. And it was about understanding why people eat poorly for non-food reasons. So what's going on in their life that has them choosing sugar over vegetables, whatever is a very lame example, but you know what I mean? And so I started, that was really helpful for me because it was the first time in my life I even considered, Oh wait, there's there's reasons I'm doing things that I don't know about. Wow. That's fascinating. And (laughs) there's this whole world inside my head that I I could participate in. Whoa. It was mind blowing. So it took me down the path of limiting belief work and mindset. And, you know, I'd started me on the path of healing. Yeah. And then what happened is something I called my, my ego hijacked this really awesome technology and started using it for its own benefit. So even though then it looked like I'm building this 
coaching practice and helping people and I'm healing. And I was doing all of those things. I still didn't feel like me. Yeah. I still felt like there was a gap between who I wanted to be and who I was showing up as. Mm -hmm. I, when I started to go even deeper, I realized that what was really happening was that on some level, everything was just a strategy to get ahead. Mm -hmm. Even if it was a good strategy, a spiritual strategy, a healing strategy, it was still all about getting ahead. And then I realized that deep down, the who we want to be is us. We mm. want to be ourselves. We just want to not hide the bright parts and, and, and shame the bad parts and perform the messy parts in a cleaner way. Like we want to, we want to be allowed to be offensive and bold and quiet and loud and courageous and be able to make people upset and still feel loved and genuinely feel like ourselves. So when I realized that that's what was going on, I shifted my attention and started to do that work. And a lot of things came down relationships, my business finance. I mean, everything collapsed, really everything. And I was left in this just like rubble state. I didn't know who I was. I didn't have any, I didn't have the business. I didn't have a dollar in my bank account. I couldn't pay my rent. I mean, I had been a multiple six figure entrepreneur for 10 years. That was hard. Yeah. Left to just sit in the rubble. The only thing left was me. And so when I finally stood up, I was like, I have nothing, but I finally have myself. Yeah. And when I started to rebuild from that place, it's a completely different ball game. So. Wow. Thank you. That, that's yeah. thank you for sharing that. Cause that's, that's vulnerable. It's transparent. It's real. It's raw. And it resonates not only with me, but I think with my audience, because so many times we put on this facade when we hit the, the office door and it's not the true us, mm -hmm. right? And and I, I broke through that door a few years ago. I don't know this, but I would not do video for a long time because mm -hmm. I thought that when I did video, I had to have the right studio and the right mic and I had to look the right way for my audience and all. And it kept me from showing up authentically, right? And so yeah. I didn't do it. And I don't know what happened. The light bulb finally came on. And I, I just finally went, Vanessa, I don't care if this is how I'm going to show up. This is Michael. And if you like Michael, then come on, let's talk. And if you don't, please go away because it's not going to be good for either of us. Oh, that yeah. changed everything for me. And I think there are a lot of people listening, Vanessa, that they haven't hit that part yet. Help us figure out what is going on in the head with with barriers or, or I, I'm thinking like elevator doors, right? We get in the elevator and we look at the buttons and we push floor five and we get there for a while and we're like, yeah, that's not it. Six, seven. We're looking for something. How do you help entrepreneurs just start to really figure this thing out to close that gap? Oh, first of all, I love that you hit the point because um, you're so magnetic instant, oh, instantly. And that that self-acceptance, that decision to be yourself is the magnetism. It's what is so appealing to humans because essentially when we hit floor five and we don't know what we're looking for, the doors open and there's nothing there. Or there's what we thought we'd find, you know, another promotion, higher salary, a bigger client, a recognition of some kind. But we're like, yeah, that's, that's, I thought that was it, but that's not it. So boom, floor six, same thing. Yeah. 
what I, I would invite everybody on the, who's listening to, if you're not driving, close your eyes for a second mm-hmm. and imagine that when you get to floor eight, the door is open and your inner child is waiting on floor eight mm-hmm. and you open the door and they're standing there alone and tired and scared and abandoned. And when they see you, their eyes light up. Maybe they burst into tears with relief. They come to life, like the bright child, excitement, playful, creative, free that they were. And you walk out and you grab that kid and you put him in the elevator with you and you go back down and you go get some ice cream. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, from a psycho-spiritual perspective, that's what we're looking for. Because what happens, if you have a child or you know a child, you were a child, you know, there, you come into this world open yourself. You don't even think that there's any other option than being yourself. That literally is not a psychological possibility until you hit like the age of four, five. And so you're just going through life, just free being expressive. If you're angry, you're angry. You know, my, my three-year-old can go from rage to giggling in like four seconds flat. And then she's not embarrassed about it afterwards. She's like, yeah. get deuce box. You know? Right. <laughs> and then at some point we start to perceive, Hey, mom doesn't like it. When I do this, mm. I get, I feel afraid when, when I do this and my dad reacts and he lashes out at me. Or I go to school and I'm getting left out by my friends and it's not conscious, but a part of us starts to go, this part is a welcome. This part gets me in trouble. This part makes me feel shame. This part makes me rejected. And without even realizing that we're doing it, we start to adapt. Yeah. My, she's four. I should, I should say she's three, but she's four. Her name's Pepper. She's at this point where her whole world, she's the only grandchild in a family of you know, I have five sisters. And so she's always been the center of attention. And I'm starting to notice that when she's in a group of people now, she doesn't know how to fit in because she's only ever gotten attention. She's always been, we had a party at her house with her friends. And in the middle of the party, she went upstairs to her room and came down in a full ball gown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she had to do this grand entrance because she, she doesn't know right now I can just be here and be me. And it's these micro moments, right? It's not always these huge traumatic events. Right. So over time we learn, I can't just be me. Mm-hmm. And then because we live in the culture that we live in, our culture says, I know you don't feel good enough, but listen, if you make a little more money, if you carry this water bottle, you drive this car, if you get the promotion, it satisfies for a moment, for a moment, it satisfies the deep rejection and loneliness that we feel. And then it doesn't because it's not the real sauce. Yeah. So, so much there because we live, uh, we don't, we normally don't live for ourselves. We're always living for somebody else. Right. And, but we don't understand. Most people don't understand the subconscious mind. And you, you mentioned it a little bit and I fought the subconscious for a long time. Okay. You got to know that because it was so Eastern religion stuff and you had to cross your legs in a weird fight and, and sit there and go, and it's like, I'm not doing any of that because that's wacky because I'm a follower of Christ. And then wah. And then I realized that God created the mind. And I and I started learning that if 95% of my actions are controlled by my subconscious because of everything you just talked about, all these little doors and, and caverns and elevator floors, let's say, that are 
controlling how I show up, I can either go through life fighting it or I can learn how to open those doors and embrace it and reprogram what's on level three. That's if right. I don't like it, there is a way to make level three look more like level seven. Mm -hmm. right? Is and, and that helps me to show up authentically, gets people to bond with me. And we have great conversations and we connect and we do wonderful things, but it's because we're not hiding behind who, right? Is that fair? 100%. Yeah. How, how, how do you, I mean, business owners are struggling with this. They, I think some business owners know it. I think a lot of them don't. Mm. I think they are, they're going through life with a low grade fever. Yeah. In that they know something's wrong, but they haven't really put their finger on it yet. Do you, is that what you find with? 100%. Yeah. The, that's probably the, one of the deeper layers, like something is wrong, but I can't quite figure it out. I would say on the surface, it's expressing as anxiety, imposter syndrome, yeah. uh, perfectionism, rewriting. You probably see this writing and rewriting and rewriting your marketing, your niche, your, you know, not, you know, not being able to put yourself out there or the results that they're experiencing in their business or that they're not really pulling in a lot of leads and they can't be consistent with what they're doing. And and they're so they can focus on those strategies and invest in another program and double down on the marketing budget and it still doesn't work. And then they start to go at some point, hopefully enough stuff doesn't work. Hopefully enough stuff doesn't work that you go, maybe just maybe it's something I haven't looked at yet, which is the inside. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just I just thought my new company. I'm going to start a new company after this conversation. It's going to be called the Shiny Object Company because everybody's yeah. looking for that next shiny object, right? But to, <laughs> but to realize, it's not it. That's that next thing is not it. It yeah. is being. I mean, I, yeah, I talk with with clients all the time and, and prospects are going. Tell me your story, and mm -hmm. and they'll they'll tell me their story, kind of like you did. And I said, Have you ever shared that in your marketing? Mm -hmm. Well, no, no. I'm like, No, 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 no. That is exactly what people are looking for, and when we pivot them and position them that way oh it is magical people yeah. and and they just they're, they're dumbfounded it's like because you're real and think about this like i love that you just shared that example it's so perfect because as the business owner you're so terrified to do that and be yourself until you then realize that everybody in your market that you're selling to is looking for themselves yes so they don't know that they're looking for a shiny object but when there's a how do you shine brighter than a million shiny objects? How do you stand out in your market? Yeah. By, by being a different quality of shine, by being something that shines differently or brighter or a different color. And you don't do that by getting shinier. You do that by differentiating. And the way you differentiate yourself in a market where everyone's trying to be the same mm -hmm. is to be yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that the idea that just hit me was the difference between a diamond and cubic zirconium because they both shine they're both brilliant they both do but the authenticity is what makes them different that's why a diamond oh, is valuable what a metaphor that's so good right? yeah so we we have to be authentic of who we are and and have the have the internal confidence to go i'm going to share myself and i realize not everybody's going to like me not everybody's yeah that's go ahead that's not trivial. You know, we use this word authenticity. And I remember when I, when I really started to look at this piece specifically, I was in a very spiritual program for business owners. 
specifically mm-hmm. for coaches. And there was one of the 10 months dedicated to self-expression and arrogantly, as I do sometimes I walk in and I'm thinking this, this month isn't for me. I got no problems with expression. <laughs> Oh, no surprise. I feel like a trap door opened up from underneath and I free fell for about 10 months. Yeah. When I realized that when we talk about authentic expression, you're so accustomed to the way that you show up that you're probably not even aware of the parts of you you leave out. Right. I'm pretty provocative by nature. Part of my gift are being able to look at something in the culture and sense this is not right. This is not right. healthy. This is not useful. But it it requires me a lot of the time to be the voice that's standing outside of the norm saying, can we look at this? Because this is messed up and it's really harmful. But then that means I'm also the person who's always rocking the damn boat. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. But we need that. But that's authentic. And I was afraid to be that. So I, I offer that because deeply people are longing to be authentic. There's more and more permission to use the word authenticity, to pursue authenticity, but the actual experience of living authentically requires you to rock the boat, upset people you love, be rejected, disappoint people, have boundaries that people don't like, break through patterns of codependency, quit jobs that aren't right for you, leave relationships that aren't right for you, push back on people who are shaming you. I mean, it is the, it's the deepest, hardest work there is. It is. Yeah. And, but, and you can probably, and I'm, I'm speaking way out of turn here, but you can probably only do that when you've done the hard work first of myself with my mind in, in taking those, those beliefs that I've carried for so long that have been pre-programmed per se, and to go, no, I'm choosing differently. I'm going to show up differently because you're right. It's hard when you put it out there and people criticize you or complain, even those closest to you. That's when it's really hard. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's your reality in your world. And those are your expectations. And you can live with that. I'm choosing to respond differently to you Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to accept that for me. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about it. Um, But in in business and everything, it's it's so freeing when you can show up, be yourself and understand that what you have gone through Everybody else needs to go through in order to truly live. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I'm a follower of Christ, and G, you know, John 10 10, Jesus says, I've come to give you life abundantly. And mm-hmm. I look at people and we're just not living an abundant life because we are chasing that next thing. And it's like, time out. Let's be content. So here's one of my phrases I want to be content, but not complacent. Yeah, I want more, but I'm totally cool with where I am right now. I I am blessed beyond measure. There's more. I can help more people, but that's okay. So yeah. there's a there's a weird dichotomy there of striving and sitting and up. Got any thoughts? One hundred percent. It's so funny. I I used those exact words yesterday on my on my way home from Rocky Mountain <laughs> National Park. Part of this path, I think you nailed it. The the one thing I might add is that. There's a, there's a level of work required inner work, understanding that your thoughts create your reality and that your inner experience is a mirror for your outer world, but there's an interdependence between them. So what I mean by that is a lot of people think the way I feel is, is caused by what's happening outside of me. It's more, it's more true to say that what's happening outside of you is caused by how you're feeling inside. 
Yeah. And that's not 100% true either. You know, there's a, there's an inner world and an outer world and they haven't, they have an interplay between them. Right. And so there's that level of inner work that's required. And when you begin to do the deep work of truly, truly, truly being yourself, it's a constant back and forth between the, the ripple effect in your outer world. And then the more that freaks out your inner self and then meeting that inner self again in a way that doesn't collapse because the outer world pushed back. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's this back and forth. It's, it's, a, we, we, you know, we're on the planet to experience ourselves right. in the material form. Right. Well, and, and one of the challenges I think that business owners specifically, but people in general face in doing this is if we start to change something or we, we press out into the world and we get ne negative feedback, right? It's just feedback, by the way, um, how we interpret it. So many times we stop. Oh, well, that's not. And that's why somebody like you having a coach that they can reach out to who can guide them down a pathway go, yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. Here's how we're going to pivot the next time. Here's right. And yes. helping them guide and direct them down a pathway to say abundant life is down this pathway. It's going to be rocky. It, you're going to trip. You're going to fall. You're going to stumble. You're going to hit the wrong button once in a while. That's okay. It's mm -hmm. part of the process. The goal is out there. Let's go. And you breathe life into people during the process of them finding life. Is that? 100%. And I actually have a really, really practical tool. Would that be? I would love oh. practical tools. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is something that I call the victim versus sovereign choice. Okay. Okay. So I'm a little weary of using, wary of using the word, maybe both <laughs> weary and wary of using the word victim, because there's a lot of victim yeah. shame in our culture. Um, but essentially the victim choice is choosing something that remain, keeps you a victim to your circumstances, right? Like staying in place. The sovereign choice is making a choice. The word sovereign, we don't use a lot in our culture because we don't have a lot of sovereignty in our culture. Right. Um, sovereignty is basically living as a true adult. Mm -hmm. Like king or a queen, they don't answer to anybody, you know, off with their heads. That's kind of yeah. queen out of me, <laughs> if you don't agree. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, you don't answer to anybody. You don't seek anyone's permission. You don't blame anybody. You take total, complete responsibility for yourself and you 100% have your own back. Yep. Right. So those are the differences. Now, when we, when we think about the life we want to create, we are, most people, especially entrepreneurs are very aware that it comes down to the choices that we make. Mm -hmm. I can make a choice that's in alignment with what I want. I can make a choice that leaves me where I am. But most people don't realize that you pay a price either way. You're not actually choosing between the action. You're actually choosing which consequence you want. Mm. Positive and negative consequences to both choices. And that's important to understand too. But what I teach when I teach this is you, you pay a price either way. And for this exercise, we're going to focus on the negative. You pay a negative price either way, because you're actually not your brain at the deepest level is not choosing between the positive consequence. It's not, you think it is. That's what we weigh out. All right. If I, if I decide to stay in bed and not get up and exercise, because I know that makes me grounded and powerful in my day, I could sleep in. I'll work out later. If I do get up, I know I'm going to feel really good. That's where the mind goes, but that's not how the mind chooses. Mm -hmm. The mind chooses between the negative consequences. So what's happening in that same scenario is the brain is going, oh, 
I really want to sleep in. I know it would be good for me if I got up, but the brain's going, yeah, but the, the negative consequence of getting up is more, is heavier than the positive consequence of feeling good. Right. This is how we're mistakenly making choices. What we need to do is go, what is the negative consequence of getting up? Mm-hmm. The negative consequence of getting up is I'm going to feel tired. I don't feel like turning my alarm off. It's kind of cold outside. It's super snuggly in my bed. I don't feel like waking up. I'm tired because I stayed up too late watching suits. I'm not speaking from personal example. There you go. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> but then we have to go, but what's the negative consequence of staying in bed? Right. I'm going to wake up in an hour. I'm going to feel bad about myself. I'm going to have lost self-confidence. I'm going to start my day off feeling like a fraud. I'm not living my message. So now we're actually weighing, which is worse. Mm -hmm. Getting out of bed and being cold for five seconds while I put my clothes on and change and walk out the door or feeling like a crap for the rest of the day. Because once again, I let myself down. Yep. Now we're actually making a fair choice. Yeah. That's great. So this is, this is what I, it, it's very surprising to most of my clients when I teach them that you're not actually choosing between positive outcomes, you're choosing mm-hmm. negative experience. Yes. And it feels like kind of a, a weird negative thing, but it's so helpful because now we're actually in a fair fight. Absolutely. No, I love that one example because that's just the, that's the tip of the iceberg to everything else that you're going to experience when you, when you work with Vanessa. Because that, I mean, it's that it's that framework of realizing this isn't some Eastern weird, wacky thing. It's how the brain functions. And if you don't understand that you need to put yourself in lock arms with somebody who does, somebody who's been there, somebody who's walked the path and, and who's just passionate about helping other people find the right floor, per se, back to the elevator thing, right? Finding the floor, letting the doors open and saying, this is the authentic you. And being okay with, you, you, maybe you don't need to be the corporate CEO. Maybe being a division leader in your company is where you thrive, but the world is telling you, no, you get go, go, go. No, no. One of my mentors, I love, I love him. And he was in corporate America for years growing, you know, and they said, Hey, we want to move you across the country because we've got a division that needs you. And we want to do this. And he, he looked at his life and his wife and everything. He's like, Nope, I'm going to stay right here. Cause I got a family and a church and this is more important to me. And they're like, oh, we'll give you more money. Nope. Um, And he made a principled decision to stay. And and, and I went, kudos to you. How do we do more of that? So if you need help, if if you're, how about everybody listening needs help. (laughs) We all all (laughs) need it. We all need a Vanessa in our life. How do do people find you? How do they work with you? How do they take the next step to find out, okay, I I need to understand this a little bit more. I need to take that next step. Where do they go? Okay. So there's, there's two options. So if they are, now are they both negative or some pot? <laughs> there's, yeah, trust me, there's victim and sovereign prices for both, <laughs> but see, we make it fun, right? That's part of me. You know, I do really deep work, but yeah, yeah. I tell you how many times I'm in sessions with clients and we're in tears laughing oh, yeah. oh, about yeah. how good humans. Yeah. If I don't laugh, I'll cry. So we'll choose the laughter option. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're really wanting to learn how to make more sales, live more authentically. I have an offering called sacred sales. It's specifically designed for entrepreneurs to learn to show up market and sell in their business in a way that's authentic and brings them closer to God Hmm. and also gets them better results. 
That's so they can go either way. They can go to my website. And the second is if you work in an organization and you want to bring this kind of work into your role as developing as a leader or developing your team, reach out to me directly. And we'll talk about that's a different offering. So okay. either way you can go to my website, Vanessa Brewers, coaching.com. I also have, this is easier to remember. It's called the power gift.com. And that's one of my favorite, favorite free trainings that I ever created. Power is an acronym that teaches you how to take the power back, show up as yourself, create in a way that feels magical and effortless. And it's a, you know, just under an hour. So if you go there, you can sign up and then you get on my email list and you never get rid of it. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that. The powergift.com. And we're going to have both those, both those yours in the show notes, because you just, you need to put yourself around Vanessa. And I love the power gift because not everybody's ready to jump out and have a call with you today, but it's intriguing. And they're like, okay, I need to find some more. Thepowergift.com is a great place to go start there. Get on our email list, learn from her, and realize that you're not alone. You're not the only person dealing with these these struggles, these frustrations, hitting the wrong floor all the time, and, and hitting those doors that aren't opening for you. Vanessa can help you break that door open and find your true authentic self so that you can show up like you really want to show up. Vanessa, thank you. Thank you for being my guest today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So again, delightful is the word that keeps coming up. I love that word. Well, thank you for a delightful conversation. Thanks for listening to Experts Speak. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for listening to Experts Speak with Michael DeLon. If what you've heard today was helpful to you, reach out to our expert guest and see how they can serve you to bring you more success, freedom, and purpose in your life.